Hey there, welcome to the Dressage with Amelia podcast, where it's all about breaking things down and helping you learn to love your ride. I'm your host, Amelia Newcomb. These sessions are recordings from my Facebook Live, where I answer as many questions as I can from my audience. I hope you enjoy this episode where I answer your questions about dressage. Please help me out and share this with a friend who also rides horses. Hello everyone. It is Thursday again. And tonight's topic is straightness. Straightness and what was the other thing? Suppleness. Because you have to have suppleness for straightness. Okay. But we're so we're trying some different things with our Facebook Live. First one is we have different microphones on. So let us know if you can hear you me. Can hear Apparently us. there are some issues with my voice. Yes. So what happens is that we make these podcast these into podcasts. So if you haven't checked out our podcast yet, it's Dressage with Amelia. So you can download it onto your phone and listen on the go. But for some reason, my voice doesn't translate well to the podcast. Yes. I'm thinking it's because I'm too high pitched and you're too low pitched or you mumble one of the two. Do I mumble? Sometimes. So anyways, um, hopefully you can all hear us better. And what we're also going to start doing is we're going to start having a topic for each week. And so tonight's topic is straightness. If you have any questions about straightness, put your questions in the chat. We have some that we've collected earlier during the week about straightness. And this week's YouTube video is all about straightness. So definitely head over to my YouTube channel, Amelia Newcomb Dressage, watch the video on straightness. And so why is straightness important? Because it's everything you have to you have to steer your horse and you can't be wandering about. Yes. You can't you can't pull that off if your horse isn't straight. It's... Yes. But when we think about the training scale, straightness is like way up at the top of the training scale. Yeah, but you're always kind of working on those things. Yes. Simultaneously. Yes, but but I guess the point is twofold. One is that when we think about the training scale, so what are the levels of the training scale? Yeah, go ahead. Rhythm, suppleness, connection, impulsion, straightness, and collection. So it's like the fifth level of the training scale. So why is it so high up on the training scale? You have no answer? I have no answer. <laughs> well, I think it's so high up because... For one, your horse has to be supple because suppleness is all about elasticity and relaxation. So your horse needs to be elastic and bendable left and right. You can't just like make them straight. As You have to be supple straight. You can't be stiff straight. Yes. You can't be. No one can see your eyes. You can't be tense straight. You have to be supple straight. Yeah. And I think that's important because if your horse is straight in the sense that they're stiff like a rod, then right, that's, that's not what we want. That's not what we mean when we talk about straight. Yeah. Because horses are inherently crooked. And so are we. We're crooked too. No, well, how so? 
We all we have asymmetries in our body, like right? But I'm your not left hip, your right. You know, you yeah. Had but an horses injury. are wider behind than they are in the front, and so even when we talk about straightness, like if you're going down the long side, okay. So we talk about relative straightness because you need to be over the inside hind leg. That's a good point. So they're not asymmetry isn't the same as being inherently crooked they're they're pointier at the front end okay that's an interesting point i haven't really i haven't really thought of it that way but i but i do think that that is an important um distinction is that i guess there's a difference between like crookedness and straightening your horse and straightening your horse really is that because their haunches are wider than their shoulders, that's what shoulder four is, right? Yeah. And so that's why you have to have them supple straight and not stiff straight. That's why we make so many circles because we have to get them supple because you, why do we ride so many circles? To make our horses straight. And that's one thing, one of the exercises that I put in the YouTube video this week is a figure eight where you just like make a circle left, make a circle right, make a circle left, make a circle right. And if you can get those circles even where they're the same size, they have the same amount of bend left and right, then you're actually straightening your And horse. the trot stays the same. Meaning that it doesn't speed up. Or, or slow down compared to the other one. The trot's the same in both directions. Yeah, that's a good point. And so straightness can definitely like manifest itself in different ways, right? Like it can be that your horse slows down, like you said. Right, the lack of. Yeah. 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 But I definitely think that straightness is one of the more difficult parts of riding because it it is complicated and it does require like so much to get there, like to get your horse truly straight is something that you're always working towards. I don't think that it ever is like, you never have your horse like, oh, my horse is straight. You're always working on it. Right, I think in the rule book somewhere, it says the pursuit of- The pursuit of straightness. The perfection, right? Okay. You're always working on it. You never really get there. Yeah. I was reading this comment here. What does it say? It says, my horse always wants to look to the right but going right, he falls in. Going left, he still wants to look to the right and is very hard to flex to the left. Does that mean his stiff muscles are on the right side? He confuses me. I'm reading it slowly because I'm trying to see all of that in my mind's eye. So if your horse always wants to look, look to, to the, the right, right then that means that they're that's the it's concave. actually the right side that's stiff right yeah we need some images this is all hard to describe here right so yes where's pokey there's pokey so basically the con it sounds like in He's this concave to the right and right. so when you try so to, he always looks to the right so that when you then try to bend him to the left he's got trouble elongating the muscles on the right side so it really like we say the horse is stiff to the right or but they actually are and that's like, why they got rid of stiff and hard and easy and you just, just go concave, concave and convex yeah because 
for some things, that yeah. concave side is actually the stiff side because when you go to bend them to the left, they don't bend left right? because they have to elongate the muscles on the right side. So then we sort of got rid of the stiff and the soft side and we went with concave, convex. Yeah, but so most horses are convex, concave on the left side. Right. Like most horses yeah, that's typical. are like, yeah. Now you can train that out of them. If you're that, this is where it goes about the asymmetries. If you're crooked to that side, you will change your horse to be crooked on your crooked side. Yeah. So that is what training is, is making your horse even and supple and evenly bending left and right. And it takes time. I just got this new five-year-old in and He's very different left and right. He feels like a totally different horse when you're going to the left versus going to the right. And that's very normal for a green horse. And part of training them up the levels is getting them even left and right. And it's a process. Um, okay. There were a few other questions. But there was here. one that was, which was absolutely my favorite about the circle. Um, yes. Patricia says, should I be thinking of going straight even while bending around a circle? Absolutely, because now you're straight on a curved line. It's relative straightness. Well, you're, yeah, you're on a curved line, but the, the, the shoulders are still in front of the haunches and the pole is still in front of the shoulder. So if you see the line, the horse's spine, although it's curved on the circle, it's still straight on a curved line because everything still lines up. So yes, yeah, straight on a curved line. And I, once you get your mind around that, that's my favorite thing, straight on a curved line. And it's hard to do because a lot of times your horse will want to like overbend. Right. So that's what I mean about the line of travel. So the, the, when you, you see it in your mind's eye, you look down, you see the line of travel. The horse's head is on that line. The front legs are on that line and the hind legs are on that line. And if it's a curved line and all those three things are on that line, you're straight on a curved line. Which means that you have to control the head, the neck, the shoulders, so, the rib cage, and the hind end. Pretty much every part of the horse. You can leave the tail alone. <laughs> Hopefully the tail follows, <laughs> follows the rest of the spine. Although sometimes like horses. Right. They'll hold it off to the side, tail. but you, there's not too much you can do about that. <laughs> okay. So that leads us into the next question, which is from Carol. And she says, how does straightness relate to the bend in the body we see in lateral movements? For example, half pass, we're bent towards the direction of travel as well as haunches in. How does straightness enter in this picture? And well, that's the same. It's straight on a curved line. So it's a curved line and then another curved line and another curved line and another curved line. So that alignment. So if you think about a half pass is part of that circle line, and then it just moves over and then it just moves over. Yeah. So you're still straight on a curved line and stepping sideways. And what's important, though, is that your horse bends the same amount to the left and to the right like that you really have equal bend. And so if you compete, you know, you'll always have to do your half fast left and right. And the judge looks at it and they make sure that your horse is bending evenly to the left and evenly to the right. Like they look for that symmetry 
in the movements. And, and that definitely is the tricky part because most horses do haunches in more easily in one direction. Than oh, the yeah. Other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, because the concave convex side. Yeah. So let's talk about like what are some practical things that we can do to get our horses straighter. Um, I circles. Think circles. Yes, we've talked about circles. circles. That's your favorite one. It is. That's why I got excited. I like circles. You can't do too many circles. I think uh, another one that I talk about the YouTube video is making sure that your saddle is sitting straight. Like when you get on your horse, make sure your saddle is straight. Tighten and the that the girth. girth is tight enough. Yes. Yeah. And so I talked this week about total saddle fit girth and we're doing a giveaway. So you sh if you're on our email list, you got all the information about the giveaway, but basically the total saddle fit girth, you just got one. I did. Horse. And it's very similar to the one that um, I aged out of because it destroyed. And, um, and I just love the design. Why do you like the design? Because it's very breathable. Yeah. So it has an elastic piece in it so that your when your horse breathes and expands their rib cage, it, it, doesn't, allows it doesn't get in the way. Yeah. And, uh, and we all know what I think of breathing and how important it is. I tell all my clients to breathe, breathe, breathe. And it's sure helpful if your horse can breathe too, which yeah. by the way, your legs should not clamp on their ribs because then they can't breathe. Yeah. But so definitely make sure your saddle's sitting in the middle, tighten your girth, then usually what I do, I don't like to tighten my girth like super tight in the cross ties. I make it snug. Yes. Yeah, and then walk off. And then tighten And at it. the mounting block, then I finish it. And then I might walk some more and check it before I trot. Yeah. You know, I, you know if Depending I know my horse, horse. Yeah, if I know my horse and I know which hole it needs to get to. But in the beginning, yeah, I think I walk around. And then before I trot off, test it one more time because I don't like those kind of surprises. Yeah. So that's the first tip. A second big tip is to check your own straightness because sometimes in our effort to get our horses straight, we start like contorting our bodies and getting ourselves crooked. Right. Body English does not help. And that's right out of the book. Body well, English? Well, that's when you play pool. When you put English on the ball, you make it spin weird ways to make it do... <laughs> Yeah, it's called there. putting English on the ball. I don't, I don't really pay, play pool, and so I just know the term. Anyway, it doesn't help in horseback riding. That I know. Yes, understood. Um, and as far as when you're in the saddle, you always start with your pelvis. Like when you're assessing your straightness, start with your seat and your pelvis because that's the area that has the most contact with your horse. And it's also the area that tends to get like – pushed off the most easily. So especially, for example, if your horse leans to the right, they'll push you off to the left. And so that's something that you need to feel and you need to like keep correcting throughout your ride because there's no way that your horse can be straight if you're not, not straight, if you're crooked. So yeah. somebody famous said, you know, you want to, you have to be the change you want to see in the world. Yes. If you want your horse to be straight, you got to be straight. Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely am a big believer as well as it that you need to do your fitness outside of the saddle. You need to be doing your stretches and your strengthening and be aware of the crookedness in your body and work on getting yourself more symmetrical and straighter because that's going to help your horse. 
if you're super crooked and tight and out of whack, your horse is going to compensate for that. They, they feel everything. And so if you're not sitting even and giving even cues to your horse, then it's going to be difficult for your horse to, um, to get straight. So, um, let's see, uh, Alexa, what do I do when my horse because of arthritis and a right hawk isn't as muscled on that side? Will straightness be harder? Um, so yes. Yes. It you will. Mean, the short answer is yes. I mean, arthritis is no fun and it's quite painful. So you have to moderate your exercise for her. And if she just doesn't have the muscle tone on that end, it's just going to be difficult. I mean, you can't, you can't ask her to do something she can't do. Yeah. That said though, part of why we work on straightness is because it improves the longevity of our horses, right? right? Like it gymnasticizes it, them, makes right. them more supple and you create muscle. So other than, you know, you got to be a little bit patient, but you still make her work that leg as much as she yeah. can. And the thing with arthritis, right, is like, of course, got to move. Yeah, but you got to move. So gotta like move. lots of walking, lots of slow warm up, lots of suppling work, like serpentines and, you know, getting her bending, getting her muscles loose, all of that type of stuff is is going to help her um, to be able to use herself as as best as she can. And and I do think that part of what I love about dressage is that it is when done correctly, your horse hopefully will last for a long time. They'll have a nice long career. You're right. That's how come you see horses at the Olympics that are, you know, 18 and 20 years old. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. There was a question uh, from Cindy. So when is counter bending warranted in a training session? Whenever necessary. Question. Now, but, but don't overdo it. It's a it's a more advanced it's a more advanced thing. It's something yeah. that we teach later when they're more intermediate. It's and, not a beginner like I'm learning to ride or. And so, when you really want to do it, because your horse has to be diagonally through, right, right leg to left hand, vice versa. So if you're trying to turn left and your horse is drifting off the line and falling wildly to the right. That would be a good time to counter flex and connect the horse right leg left hand for a moment yeah. or three, you know, uh, but you don't want to go running around counter bent and make turns the wrong way. Because it puts a weight on your horse's inside, inside shoulder. So if you're falling off the line, like, so there's the line of travel. If you're over bent left and falling to the right, that would be a time to counter bend. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about getting even access into both sides of your horse's body. So, you know, you're trying to turn left and the horse is stiff like, you know, a cement on the right side. Well, you might want to hold the left rein and, you know, and supple the right one. Yeah. Remember, yeah. the bend does come from your leg. So, you know, we're talking a lot about hands. Don't forget that you're trying to connect from your leg to the opposite hand. Yeah. Yeah. So... And for those of you that are in strides, this month in strides, we're focusing on inside leg to outside rein. And how does that fit in to straightness? I mean, that is a big part of straightening your horse is that you can get your horse from left leg to right rein or from right leg to left rein. And with most horses, it's harder 
to get them diagonally through one leg to the opposite rein. And so that's something. And in balance, because you'll push them onto that outside front leg or whatever. You push them onto the front leg, and then they want to go sideways. Yeah. Because they unload the hind, the opposite hind leg and then drift off onto that shoulder. So, yeah. Not easy. <laughs> it, it isn't easy. And I think that that is like, um, there was one of the stride students that she's been working on inside leg to outside rein, Kelly. And she asked in the Facebook group, she's like, okay, I got my horse moving off the inside leg. And now she's just like drifting and I can't turn her and I can't get her to stop. Right. That's what I was just talking about. Once they, you know, unweight that hind leg, now they're on that outside front and they're just going. Yeah. And training it, I think it's important to remember that dressage, when done correctly, it's very hard physically for your horse. So you can liken it to when you're at the gym, right? And you start, your muscles start to fatigue and then your form for whatever exercise right. you're doing. Your form goes out the window because you get tired, yes. And so that's where you need to have like a personal trainer there that's like, hey, you know, you're getting crooked or you're not squatting low enough or um, whatever's happening. Okay, are there any questions that we should answer? There's one over here. Um, so here's a question from Alex. She says, I have a bad habit of collapsing my left hip, especially in leg yield to the right. What can I do to keep that side straight and strong when I feel it folding? Um, what I did way back, I, I think about the opposite shoulder and trying to close that shoulder down towards my right hip. If I'm collapsing left, I think the other shoulder down, right? Or the other one that I've heard is um, if someone's got your rib cage on your left side and you pull your rib cage outwards away from the horse. Yeah. If you're collapsing on that side. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are all great suggestions. And I also, in addition to what Herman said, I think make sure that your horse is reactive enough to your leg aid, because um, yes. when you're trying to straighten your horse, if you're like having to kick and squeeze and put like 50 pounds of pressure with your leg, it's going to make you. It's going to torque you. Right. You, you, you start exerting torque and that twists you in the saddle if they're not really responsive enough to your leg aid. Yeah. So just go back and like get that reaction to the leg aid. And I often, if I have a horse that's like super crooked, I get off and do some stuff with him on the ground, like turn on the forehand, leg yield from the ground. Because again, it's, it's easier for your horse to find their balance and symmetry when you're not sitting on them. Um, just like it's easier for us to do our exercises when we don't have a 50 pound backpack on. Um, so that's all good suggestions. Um, so here's another one from Elise. So she says, I've been using this AI straightness app and can identify the issues, but I don't specifically know how to go out about correcting them off the horse. Cairo massage acupuncture hasn't been effective. So I think it's a strength issue in my left side collapsing. Any recommendations for exercises off the horse to help? So I would say if you're collapsing your left side, um, I would say that you it probably has to do with your left leg being a little, I mean, I'm not a physio, but my guess would be maybe your left leg needs to be a little stronger. And the other exercise that could help would be doing side planks because side planks are going to target your 
obliques on that side. So it's going to help you, like Herman said, being able to push your rib cage over to the left. Uh, a side plank would help you to kind of get the strength on that side, if that makes any sense. And I definitely am a big believer in, you know, try to work on your rider position when you're not riding. Yeah. And I would use a mirror. I mean, if you've got a, you know, closet mirror and do squats in front of that mirror and feel the weight in your feet as you go up and down and watch the mirror to keep yourself straight. Mirrors are good. Which one are we now? Um, do you want to answer this one? What This is a good one. What's a good way to check whether the hind legs are in the right position? Well, I like to ride and uh, scream across the arena and ask my wife if my horse looks straight. That's that's my go-to. <laughs> That, that, that's 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 my best option. Uh, failing that, uh, we do have mirrors, um, and if the arena has been freshly freshly groomed, you can look at your footprints. You know, go draw. You know, go ride a line, and then look back at your line. Um, the other thing is, you know, if you do leg yield, leg yield, and start to feel, because it's really does the eye in the back of your head tell you where those haunches are, right? So you, when you do leg yield straight, leg yield back, you start to develop that eye in the back of your head and know where the haunches are. Yeah, those are good ideas. And I, I, so definitely if you can visualize it, like if you can have a mirror or a video, that's the best because we all think we're straight until we see it. Until your wife shoots across the arena. Why do you let him trot like that? Then... <laughs> Okay, I'm never going to live that one down. Thank but, you for bringing that up again. That was like five years ago. I know, but it's a great story. Okay. Um, the other great thing, so if you don't have a trainer and you don't have mirrors, is set out cones and ride figures and patterns, like the ice cream cone, the snowman, um, and riding like an accurate circle in both directions that will help to make sure the height right if you've is... got your if, if you've got your cone set out and you can see the geometry right you'll know because you'll feel it because you'll head for the cones and you won't make it yeah yeah so that's a great way um okay cynthia says i have an older schoolmaster that's very asymmetric large right shoulder and right haunch this is how he was when I bought him. Saddle fitting is challenging. He makes me crooked because of how he moves, which is different under saddle with a rider than when he is free. It's very challenging for me. Any advice? When you do your, you want to think baby shoulder in and baby haunches in. You want to do less than what's really required and try and make him more even. If you go for, you know, the big shoulder in, in both directions, he's still compensating. So if you do a little bit less, you'll have a better time balancing them on all four legs. So Because that's really getting the suppleness, like getting into his... Right, where cage. right now he's... He just moves, all right, so I'm going to do it on three tracks, but you don't, you can't really get him right now yeah so think baby shoulder in and baby haunches in and distribute his weight more evenly and so that the muscles that are not being engaged and used will be yeah and i i think it's definitely it's harder on 
like older horses that have more of a confirmed asymmetry. And that's why it's super important if you have a young horse, it's something that you really work on getting them using their bodies, even getting them using their bodies like symmetrically. Um, and then the other thing is like, so she says he makes me crooked. So when, when you start feeling that you're crooked on your horse, I think that's an important time to do what I call like recalibrate. So you may have to like go back to the walk, shift your saddle around, get your seat even, get your legs, get your left hand on the left side, your right hand on the right side, and then go again. Because if you've gotten all wonky and crooked. And now you're tight to counterbalance him. And yeah, you got to just regroup, shake it off, stretch up and come at it again. Yeah. Okay. Two more questions. Uh, Marianne, what is the best thing to do for conditioning if consistency is you're lacking? I think you have to be consistent. I don't think there's any other way. Right. There is you no, have to be consistent. because when you're inconsistent, you can't build yeah. on the conditioning. You're always going to be at the level. And then if you try to do more work than they're fit for, then you've got injuries. So you, you, there is no, you're yeah. going to be inconsistent. You it, have it just, to. It's a commitment. Yeah. Yeah. There isn't, it just, it just doesn't exist that you're not consistent. Yeah, it's not like college where you can stay up all night and pull an all-nighter and cram And then for your cram test. and do your test and then, you know, 20 minutes later you forgot everything you stuck in yeah. your head. Now, I understand work. like my horse, she had a CD toe, right? So I haven't been able to really ride her for five weeks. And so, yes, it's been inconsistent. But now that she's okay and I get to go back to work, I can't start where we left off. I have to build her back up to that. So yes, inconsistency happens, but then you have to adjust the, the amount of work. You can't just pick up where you left off. Yeah, and, and it's tough too, because if you are inconsistent or if your horse has a chunk of time off, they revert to all their like worst habits and their crookedness and they're like, they go back to their natural state and then you have to build them up again. But it's just like- Do you us. remember that book, The Talent Code? Yeah. So we'll do the short version, right? So LeBron James, best basketball player ever, right? They said, you know, you, to make him be a poor basketball player, don't let him practice for 30 days. That'll do it. And because you have to do it. So anyway, that's in a book. They've done the research. I, I don't really do the research. I wait for the research to come to me. Uh, the book's called The Talent Code. It's fascinating. It talks about how we train bodies. And uh, and that's the thing. If you don't, the, the myelin coating goes away and then the nerve endings don't fire as fast and then you're not as good. So consistency is key. Yeah. So it, it definitely, you know, it's an Olympic sport. It's, you have to be an athlete and so does your horse, especially your horse. I mean, it, what we ask them to do at the highest level, like the pirouettes and the um, and the Piaf and the Passage, it's, it's a lot. Oh, by the way, so um, I found on, it's on, on Horse and Country TV. You should all go check it out. There's Charlotte Dujardin riding two Grand Prix horses and like talking through riding these Grand Prix horses. They're green Grand Prix horses and she's amazing. I mean, talk about yeah, because that's incredible to yeah. ride at that level with that difficulty and still speed. Yeah, mic'd up, talking to like probably more than 100 people. Yeah. 
Um, but Charlotte Dujardin, I mean, her seat, her position is just flawless. It is, it's really amazing to watch. And what I love about Charlotte too, is she really develops the horses. Like she gets them when they're babies and she brings them up to the Grand Prix level. And, um, it's really cool. So, so this question I think is important, um, because it's a, and I'll read the whole thing question that came up today when my trainer and I were working on my green four-year-old he has a clear preference for circling right right when lunging or doing other groundwork should I start a session going to his easy side or start on the more difficult side or does it matter and should I probably do an extra few minutes on the stiff side I'm going to do the last question first no you want everything to be even Okay. Now, rule of thumb is, you know, you do the easy side first. But when I do my lunging, I generally switch it day to day. Like if I started on the left on Tuesday, then Wednesday, I'll start to the right. And I just switch my start back and forth day to day. Um, but like I said, that's for my lunging. When I'm doing a movement, right? Um, and it's new, I tend to do the easy side first, get the horse thinking about it. And then later, I'll start with the hard side, do the easy side, and then go back and do it once or twice again to the hard side. Uh, then see if there was any transference from the good side to the hard side. But um, when you're doing your lunging, you want it to be even because you want the horse's muscles to develop evenly. Good answer. I agree. And also frequent changes of direction. That's really important right. in riding and in lunging. Yeah, the lunging, you don't really want to go well, about five minutes in each direction and then change. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Lots of good questions tonight. I hope you're feeling inspired about straightness. Check out the YouTube video all about straightness. There's some great visuals, um, some great tips in there, and all the information about the giveaway for the Total Saddle Fit is there. Um, next week, I won't be here. I'm going to be in Europe looking at horses. So you'll be here. Maybe you'll do Facebook Live. By you'll yourself. have to leave me directions on how to turn on the computer. <laughs> wow. I wonder if you'll actually do it by yourself. <laughs> I can do this. You have to work on a smiling smile. I I'm smiling on the inside. <laughs> okay. Well, we hope you all enjoyed this and learned something and we will put it up on a podcast. Hopefully you can hear us both more evenly. Yeah, well, Nicole, I'm sure we'll get back to us. <laughs> so that's it for this week. Thank you so much for all of your awesome questions. And I hope you learned something new from listening. If you're new to the podcast and you'd like a question answered on a future one, get on touch on Facebook through Amelia's Dressage Club, Instagram at Amelia Newcomb Dressage, or YouTube at Amelia Newcomb Dressage and mark the question for the live sessions. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like it, please share it, review it, and tune in again next week. Thanks so much and happy riding.